This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Parshas V'yakov B'kudei, Tavshin Pe'alef. Parshas B'kudei, the last parsha of Sefer Shemos. Parsha begins, Eilat B'kudei HaMishkan. These are the countings of the Mishkan. Mishkan HaEidus HaShapuket Al Pimosha. The Mishkan of Eidus that were counted according to the word of Moshe. As the Sfarim tell us what this was referring to, is to Moshe giving an accounting to Klai Yisrael of where all the money went for the Mishkan. A lot of money involved, and Moshe was giving an accounting to Klai Yisrael where all the money went. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to give an accounting to Klai Yisrael? They didn't trust him. As the Sfarim tell us, L'kayim HaShinemar, to fulfill what it says in Sefer Devarim, Perik Lamed Beis, Pasuch Beis, V'yisim Nekiyim Me'ashem Yisrael. You have to be clean, you have to be innocent in front of Hashem, and in front of Israel, It's not enough just to say, look, I know I'm doing the right thing, Hashem knows I'm doing the right thing, doesn't matter what other, pe- other people think. The Pasuk says not like that. The Pasuk says, V'yisim nekiyim me Hashem umi Yisrael. You have to be clean and innocent, not just in the eyes of Hashem, but in the eyes of your fellow people. And that is what Moshe Rabbeinu was doing. Moshe Rabbeinu gave an exact accounting where every penny went. Is it possible that somebody would accuse Moshe Rabbeinu? The truth is, who would accuse somebody like that? Somebody who is angry, someone who is jealous, someone who has lack self-confidence, that's somebody who would do something like that. It doesn't matter. Our job still is, Mi'isem, Nekiyem, Me'ashem, Yisrael. The truth is, we find in Bechairis, Hayamad Aleph, there was a Roman, a Roman minister, Kuntrokos. The Roman minister, Kuntrokos, came and he asked Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai. He said, Moshe Rabchem, Moshe Rabbeinu, your, your Rebbe, Ganafaya, he was a thief. And if he wasn't a thief, Kuvyustus Hoya, he was a kidnapper. Because there's money missing. Either he stole the money, or he stole people, because it looks like the amount of money they gave is less. And if he's not a thief, and if he's not a kidnapper, He's not a good accountant. He doesn't know how to keep track of the money. Because Nasan Mechzov and Natal Mechzov, he must have taken half and given half. And even the half that he gave, he didn't really give half. This is what the Roman minister said. The Gemara launches into an exact detail of where all the money went. And you would think, who cares? Those are the people that accuse. And the answer is yes. You find a similar Gemara in Yuma, Lamed Chesam and Aleph. The Gemara tells us of the Beis Garmi, the Beis Garmu family. The Garmu family had an expertise in making the Lechem upon him. But they didn't want to give out their methods. And the Rabbanan came and said, you have to. And they said, no. They said, fine, we are firing you, and we're getting a different group of bakers to do it. So they said, fine. They got a different group of bakers, and when they made the lechem upon him, when it came time to take them out of the mold, they would break. They would break. They were very delicate, and the form would break, and they couldn't get to do it. So they called the Garmu family to come back. And they came back. However, they said bad things about them, because you should have shared the secret. And they said, we're not sharing it, because we are scared it will be used for a Vodazara. However, 
Interestingly enough, you could not find among the family of Garmu anyone who would eat purified, refined bread made from refined flour. And when asked about that, they said, because it says, We don't want anyone to think that we're using our special knowledge and talents of making the upon him for ourselves. And when Chazal saw that, they took away the curse. Similar, based of Tinas, the Avtinas family, they were Bikin and Maisek Ketairas. They knew how to make the Ketairas that the smoke would go straight up like a rod. And when Chazal said, tell us how you do it, they didn't want to share it. They said, fine, we're going to fire you and get someone else. They fired them, got someone else. No one can make it go straight up. So they told them to come back. And they said, we're not coming back. And they went and they gave them, they doubled the, their salary from 12 mana to 24 mana. And they came back. But Chazal cursed them because of this. Later on they saw that the daughters from the Aftina's family and the daughters-in-law from Aftina's family would not wear any perfume. Why wouldn't they wear any perfume? Because they wouldn't want anyone to think that they're using their knowledge of the Ketores for their own good. Again, V'yisim Nekiyim, Me'eshem, Ume Yisrael. And Chazal saw that, they took away the curse. We see how important it is not just to not do anything wrong. What Moshe Rabbeinu is teaching us is that we have to be clean, V'yisim Nekiyim, Me'eshem, Ume Yisrael. This is a very difficult thing. In fact, it's interesting, the Gemara in Yerushalmi and Shkolem, in Perigimah, Halacha Beis tells us, that the machs of shekel that we give were kept in a special storage area. How would they go and take it out? Three times a year, a Kohen would go inside to take out the coins that were needed. Can you imagine uh, a service and a vodil that was done only three times a year? Obviously a special Kohen would do it. Yet, the Mishnah tells us when he would go inside, he was not allowed to have a hem in his clothing. A hem is the bottom of the clothing that's folded up and sewn in. And the reason why he couldn't have that is because maybe he would hide a, hide a coin inside. Then the Mishnah tells us he couldn't wear shoes or sandals. Maybe he would hide a coin in the heel. He couldn't go and wear tefillin or a kameya. Could you imagine? Because maybe he would take out a parsha from the tefillin and stick a coin in. That's what we are accusing him of. And then when he would come out, they would check his beard to make sure he didn't hide a coin inside. And as Gemara tells us, he had to talk the whole time. Maybe he would hide a coin in his mouth. Now who would go and accuse somebody like that? Who would accuse the Kohen, the Kohen of stealing coins like that? <clears throat> Again, the low people, the jealous people. And you think, who cares? I don't care what they think. Let them think that way. The answer is no. The Yisim, the Kim, Hashem, Yisrael, even have to be concerned about them. And you couldn't win. If this Kohen would come out, and that year he would become wealthy, you know what the people would say? Yeah, of course he became wealthy. He stole the coins, he stole the Machsa Shekel. If the Kohen would become poor that year, the people would say, of course he became poor. It's a punishment, he stole from Hekdish, he stole from the base of English, of course he's becoming poor. Which means he couldn't win. And even though they couldn't win, and even though people will always talk, we don't say, I don't care. I don't care what they say. I can't convince them anyways. What we say is, you must be clean, not only in front of Hashem, but even in front of Yisrael. You know how far this goes? 
in Lakutei Chuvitz Chesam Seifer, Chelik Vav, in his letters there, letter Nun Tes, he writes as follows, I'm going to quote his Lashon, what he says, he was writing this to a, a Talmud of his, and he writes, Kol Yomai, my whole life, Hayisi Mitztar, Ala Mikra I was troubled, I didn't understand this Pasuk, Hayoser Efshel Latseisi De Shemayim, Yoser Harba, Latseisi De Habrios, it's easier to be clean in front of Hashem than it is to be clean in front of people. It's much easier to be clean in front of Hashem than it is to be clean in front of other people. Because Hashem knows either you did it or you didn't do it. Hashem knows what you were thinking. But people, people tend to think the worst of others. Especially if they're petty, if they're jealous, if they're insecure. They tend to think of you that way. And that's what he says, V'ulai, al-zeha omer Shlomelech. This is what the famous Pasuk Shlomelech said, Ein odem tzadik baretz asher yasetov yachta. Is there anyone who is alive, who only does good and never did an Avera? Says the Chesam Sofer, of course it is. But Averos to Hashem, real Averos, that's possible not to do. But to be clean in front of your fellow people, that's very difficult to do. But yet that is what the Pasuk is teaching us. Moshe Rabbeinu was teaching us, no matter what people think, our task is, we always must act in a way that no one even has a suspicion about, about us. We must be above reproach completely in what we do. Never could we say, too bad, let him think that way. I'm not doing anything wrong. The Roshiva Tervidas of Pam was once by a chasna in Williamsburg, he came late to the chasna and he stayed till the end. And it was time to leave. It was bad weather outside. It was snowing. No one offered him a ride. And he called the taxi, he called the car service. While he's waiting for the car service to come to take him from Williamsburg to Brooklyn to, to, uh, to Flappish, there was another young Talmud there, a young Bacher. So he invited him to come with him. They come into the taxi, and the taxi takes his address and he starts to drive. Rav Pam noticed that the meter wasn't running. So he turns to the driver and says, Excuse me, sir, maybe you uh, forgot to turn on the meter. So the driver looks at him and says, Nah, we're not going to use the meter for this one. Don't worry. Give you a good price. So Rav Pam says, No, I think you have to turn the meter on. So the driver said, Ha, my boss, he's a ganif. My, a th- my, ga- my boss, boss is a thief. He takes so much money from me. It's okay if this ride he doesn't get a share of. So Pam says, no, you can't. You have, to, you have to put on the meter. You're not allowed to do that. And the driver looks at Pam and says, listen here, Rabbi. It's snowing. It's bad weather outside. I picked you up. I did you a favor. You want me to leave you on the street or not? Don't bother me. So Pam didn't know what to do. So Pam looks and says, I'll tell you what. You run the meter. And when we get there, I'll pay you what the meter says. That's for your boss. And I'll pay you separately whatever the meter says. You get paid twice. The guy looks and says, okay, fine, no problem. Flips on the meter, they drive, they arrive to Rapam's house, and the meter says $12. Rapam took out $12, gave it to him, said, this is for your boss. Then he took out another $12, he gave it to the driver. And then he took out $2 and gave the driver a tip. And the driver, his mouth wide open, watched as Rapam said goodnight, and he went out. As the Bokhah said over the story later, with amazement, 
of how the driver acted in surprise to Rav Pam, but how Rav Pam was so careful to be and that is indeed what we have to strive to do. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.